0: Which I don't see happening. um, You'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three piece towel set and save over forty percent off. Again, that's TryMiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. This is a Headgum podcast.
1: Fake the Nation, episode 384.
0: Hello, hello, this is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about culture, and where we make a Thanksgiving pie cake and take it to a Thanksgiving the soiree and hope that everybody loves it and also hopes that nobody asks me what's in it because it's kind of like the ingredients are a little lowbrow, but the dish presents highbrow. Okay, that's my secret. I am your host, Nagin Farsad. And this is the one, this pumpkin pie cake is the thing I take to every like fall event. Um, So if you know me, you've probably had it. Everyone loves it. And I hope you are having a wonderful time during your Thanksgiving. Uh, And so we have a little uh, wonderful Thanksgiving episode for you today. We've uh, been, you know, we've been gathering these conversations just in time uh, to give them to you on this holiday weekend that I hope you're enjoying and getting some rest and doing some eating. And this very first conversation is with Peppermint and Pete Dominic, who joined to talk about a guy who was not told his wife of 15 years that he has a very lucrative trust fund. Check it out. Hey. Topic: We are going to launch into some ethical dilemmas, and to join us in doing that, we have comedian and host of the daily podcast Stand Up with Pete Dominic. It is the wonderful Pete Dominic. Hey, Pete! Yay. yay, yay! And we have with us the excellent Broadway performer, actor, co-host of the Town Hall podcast, a Black and Queer podcast. It is the wonderful Peppermint. Hey, Peppermint.
2: Hey. <laughs>
0: So to jump into our first ethical dilemma, we are going to turn it over to Pete Dominic. Pete, you had an ethical dilemma you wanted to share with us.
3: Yeah, I shared this on my Facebook page, and I want to hear what both of you have to say about it, because it is a really interesting mix, and it's based on probably your own personal experience. But still, okay, my daughter just went off to college. She is a first year student in college. And so thank you. And my other daughter is a sophomore, a second year student in high school. She has always had the smaller of the two bedrooms. She Mm -hmm. wants to move into the big bedroom, which her older sister has just left for college. And people are very split on this. Does my daughter get to move in? Should they have to negotiate it? Should we uh, keep that room? So when Ava comes home, she has her traditional safe space, which many people argued in her first year. Uh, I'm gonna go to you first, Peppermint, because you're the guest. Then the host, <laughs> Nagin.
1: It Peppermint? is a
2: tough one. I mean, because when we we grow up, and I guess for, for many people who grow up in the house until they're 18, if they're in one house and they've like lived there, you know, there's obviously people who move around in the military or like constantly having to get a new space. But if your family like owns the house and it's and it's been there for years and that's your childhood home, there is a sense of like. Belonging, and that we we I think we want to be able to keep our things and i i I used to think of especially when I was in college, that that is like the permanent place where I could always send back stuff, bring my laundry on the holidays, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, keep, mm-hmm. ship stuff that I didn't want in my like college apartment back home where my mom will just watch it and it'll just like live there until <laughs> it disintegrates, whatever, yeah, but now <laughs> that I'm a little bit older and i and I'm realizing that um. You know, space is a hot commodity. Uh, I, I And my mom has t- gotten rid of my belongings in my old bedroom and it's turned into something else. I'm kind of like, you know what? I don't own that space. You know, if she, if she like, gifts me the house or if I end up own taking the house over from her, then I can do what I want with it, I guess. But, like, you know, no, we, we don't get to keep it. Yes, some of the belongings, of course. Like, my mom, like, got rid of belongings. So, like, your belongings, you should be able but to keep those or just- at least talk about it but Just you don't real, get the space real quick though
3: humans and space i get mm. irked that so few have so much i get irked that there's someone with a tiny space or no space live in the street and there's tons of vacant apartments in my Agreed. case in my house Agreed. we have a tiny room and a big room the big room is almost entirely empty it's weird that you'd have a human that would have to stay in the smaller room nagin
0: okay but pete what does your wife think
3: she wants she wants to keep it for my older sister or for my older daughter and my older daughter wants to it's keep
2: sentimental. it sentimental
3: We're split yeah. We're split.
0: Interesting. So, okay, this is so I'll I'll say something that's kind of like I mean I mean there are there are great arguments on both sides, as Donald Trump once <laughs> said. Um but like
2: no they're people yeah, like in both you're rooms. invoking him for that. Okay. <laughs> A lot of good people in no, both but bedrooms. I think, so
0: I always felt bad for my brother because my brother my parents moved away from the city that he, where he went to high school. And my mm. brother was an immigrant when he was eight from Iran. So he like didn't have the same stable like location as I got to experience as a kid and then going into, you know, elementary, middle and high school, I lived in the same place. And, you know, and then for me, that room was... Everything. Like, boy, I, I came home from college. I see where my you're room, going. Like, my room, my room, my room. Like, I loved going home and like staying in my room and my friends still coming over and like hanging out of my room, my room, you know? And my brother never had that. And I always felt like bad for him because I did, I do feel like there is some sentimental, but um, a thing that's also about emotional stability, you know? And, and, and it's okay for you to kind of derive that kind of emotional stability from a room. Um, but my one of my BFFs in high school um shout out Jenny. She, like her older sister, who is like a similar age difference, about five years age difference with her big sister, got to take over the big room when the big sister graduated. And, it made sense because it was only fair. Like when you're dealing with multiple siblings, I just feel like it's a different story. Like you have to, you know, you have to understand you're going to get hand-me-downs. You're going to like, you know, like let the, and I also think being a younger sibling is probably hard sometimes. And like giving the younger sibling like a leg up in one situation, which is that they get the bigger room when the other Mm -hmm. one graduates. Like, also, totally makes sense, and you can like recreate the smaller room to the to a point where the the elder sibling feels like you know don't destroy any of their stuff, but like try and recreate it. Well, I would just gonna move it so out when she doesn't have know sort of through line. When she That's does, where I would what I would do.
3: Well, great answers, both of you. I think maybe we'll just do it unbeknownst to her. And when she comes home, I'll just paint her name on
2: the on the <laughs> small room. Like, it's yours now. Just look at <laughs> Ava. No, no, just like... you, we couldn't figure it out, so we had to move you into the basement.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, sorry. yeah. Or just, just gaslight her and be like, what are you talking about? This was always <laughs> your room. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. I have no idea what you're talking um... about. Um, okay, so let's go into our next and final ethical dilemma. Um, we read a letter to the ethicist in the New York Times, and it went a little something like this. I'm, uh, I am I, edited it here for brevity. I'm a 44-year-old man and have been married to my spouse for 10 years. We've been together for 15. Unbeknownst to my spouse, I have a trust fund that provides me with a monthly income of $25,000. Over the years, I've repeatedly assured my spouse that they don't need to work as my income is secured and stable. They are, however, passionate about their career and have chosen to continue working. My dilemma is whether I should reveal the truth about my trust fund to my spouse. My family members have always advised against disclosing our financial situation, but the weight of this secret is becoming difficult to bear. Um, Peppermint what did you think of this ethical dilemma?
2: I was just fascinated by the whole, the notion of like these pretend, a pretend job, which is what they talk about in the thing. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is that? And so I want to know, yeah, he, like he, he
0: pretended to have a job all these years to explain his income.
2: Yeah. And I'm that so was, like, what? I'm, I'm just flabbergasted that this, that the spouse, his wife didn't even catch on to that after years, after years, like, I I know that what you're buying, it does not match in that paycheck. You know what I mean? Or that job description. Like, I know that. I know what you should be able to afford. And so I just, I was, once I like picked up my jaw and like woke up from that blackout, (laughs) I, I thought to myself, you know what? It is his money. It's his business. And I, but I don't know, like, it depends on the state that you live in. Eventually, if he like, God forbid, if she outlived him and he died, would she have access? That's a question. Would she have access to that money from the trust fund because oh, of the, the, the marriage that. laws? That's really what it what it comes down to for me. If this is something that she'd eventually be entitled to, then then I think she should know. But she doesn't have to know today. I guess the lawyer will tell her after he dies. I don't know.
0: But wait, wouldn't you? Okay, can I just say about, first of all, you the wife... The, the you're talking about the wife not having questions about how you can spend that kind of money or like where that where that's money money's coming from. My question is, do you did you never introduce your wife to a coworker? Do you not have stories about your like <laughs> house no your your work wife? Like, do you it's not have stories about you for me? I mean, like, I have, like, li- I have so many questions. I mean, if I, my, my husband gives me just minutia details, like, crazy levels of, like, information about every job that he does, I end up knowing about uh, all of the, you know, co- co-workers, cast members, like, their families, like, different DPs, different this, I'm like, I mean, it's like, if I didn't hear all those details, I would be very suspicious. Uh, Pete, what did you think? Well, I, I.
3: Of course, it's a man that would do that, I feel. And Mm -hmm. I think that part of that is because, and this is the only thing I could read into it, because I can relate a tiny bit to the idea of of needing to feel like I'm providing something Mm. and that that makes me attractive. Like, not Mm -hmm. only do I have income coming in, but I also built an outdoor shower. Like, I'm doing stuff (laughs) that makes me look uh-huh. attractive, uh-huh. meaning like valuable to you. I'm an asset because I'm providing things. I think it's a very kind of patriarchal kind of capitalist kind of gender thing to feel mm-hmm. uh, that you need to be that person. And then, to be honest, I think a lot of women I'm um, now I'm being a little bit more sexist, but like expect that of you. But regardless of the gender stuff, it's just straight dishonesty. Like what else her immediate react? We all know everybody. Everybody knows exactly what's going to happen. She's gonna immediately say, "What else do I not know?" Yes, totally.
0: Like because um, okay, peppermint, you didn't even address this, but like um, I mean, it's so funny how your mind went to um, entitlement after death. But like, (laughs) 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 I don't know what that says about you. (laughs) But like, if you had a spouse that kept this secret from you and told you 15 years later, how would you take it?
2: I would feel. I would ask the question: Where have we been living a lie? Yes, yeah, for sure, and it um, it's I I don't, yeah, it's it's a different perspective. I, I I guess from the from the practicality of like living with someone and being in a relationship with them and having trust and transparency and honesty, this breaks all those. You know, all this life. breaks all those tenants. I, I, I will say, Now
3: I feel mm-hmm. guilty because I tell my wife I'm going for a run. I go for a drive and then I run back into the driveway all wet with water. So I kind of
2: <laughs> do that. <laughs> Sprinkle water on you. <laughs>
0: but Pete, I actually love that. That um, explanation about the masculinity that sort mm-hmm. of like drives this kind of thing, because it's so funny, like. In the last few months my husband can't stop watching these like people building tiny homes videos on YouTube. Guilty. Oh do you oh do you watch those? Okay, so you and my That's husband my should chat. And literally last night he showed me one. It was like a little office next to it first of all we live in Manhattan I don't know where this home would be built but okay um <laughs> he, so he shows me this little like office that's off of a tiny home so it's even tinier and he was like what if I built you one of these <laughs> and I was like um and I, and it's funny because like <laughs> I was like I mean g- great you know sweetheart like whatever you want to do but I and, but I think that that's that That is the th- the thing that I was sensing in him was this need, you know, at he's like turn 40 and I'll, now he wants to like be a man or whatever. But like this need to like build me something. <laughs> you know, to like provide in a in a manly labor way, you know, and um and I think it's really cute. And like, whatever, I'll indulge it. I don't mind. Again, like we live in Manhattan. I don't know where any of this is going to be built. We could build a shoebox, I suppose, like a literal shoebox.
1: Well,
3: I work. Um, You should do it. I'm in a shed right now. I work from a shed. I love it. It's a game changer. Find a little space, build a shed and let him feel the value that he that he may want to, so that he doesn't lie to you about his income. <laughs> did
0: you Did you build that shed? I did. Oh my god, that's really impressive, actually, because it looks like you know real walls and stuff.
3: So you've never been. <laughs> see, you've never been more attracted to me than you are right now.
0: <laughs> you should lead with this with every show that you do. Is that you built the space? You haven't and seen then my act in a long time. Way differently.
3: You haven't seen my act in a long time. I wear a tool belt now. Yeah, it depends on what you're pretending to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right.
0: <laughs> I know, but if you if you told us that you pretended to go to a job for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be really, uh, that'd be really fucking different. Um, folks, let me know what do you think. What, where do you stand on this ethical dilemma? Obviously, tell her. Obviously, have a counsel, uh, have a therapist present. Um, I, I believe that was the the also the reaction of the ethicist was to um to go to therapy because there's something wrong with this relationship. Um, folks, that is the end of the show. I want to thank you both so much for being here. This was so much fun. And I want the people of Fake the Nation to be able to follow you and all the wonderful things that you do. Peppermint, where do they do that? They can hit me at
2: peppermint247 on all socials. Peppermint247 on all
0: socials. And then uh, remind them the name of your podcast.
2: It's called Town Hall, a Black Queer Podcast, which I co-host with Bob the Drag Queen. And of course, it's available everywhere that they get their podcasts.
0: Oh, my God. Subscribe, subscribe. And Pete, Dominic, where do they find you?
2: My podcast, by the way, is
3: almost the exact same premise as Peppermint. (laughs) I host a daily podcast called Stand Up with Pete Dominic. I put it out almost every day, even including on weekends. I talk to the smartest people I can find about whatever they know a lot more about than I do.
0: Um it's a wonderful podcast. I've had the the honor of being on it and it is just such such a great listen. So definitely subscribe to Stand Up with Pete Dominic. And let's take a quick break and when we come back, we'll go to our last topic.
4: HeadGum, it's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura.
0: Today's show is sponsored by
4: Pros.
0: This is kind of, I feel like, you know, I'm on some sort of Lord of the Rings journey trying to figure out skincare and I feel like this customized skincare line is really got my name on it. Basically, every bottle of Pro's custom hair care and skin care, I tried the skin care just recently, is made to order and it's personalized. It's got a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs, like specifically you. And then the way they do it is you take this great, like in-depth quiz, basically. They analyze over 80 factors for a complete view of your life, your beauty goals, Um, like I have oily skin that's also dry, which is just a fun little conundrum. I live in New York city. Like we've got these four seasons. My, my face gets weird during seasonal shifts. Um, I, all of these things I got to kind of talk about in like in answering the questions. Um, the other fun thing was they asked us at the end, like, do you like a creamy type of moisturizer or like a less creamy kind? And I was kind of like, I think like less creamy. And they were like, that's, fine. Like you can do that. But we think for your skin type, creamier is better. And I never knew that. So I love that there's so much kind of Personal information that goes into creating this. I got my stuff in the mail very quickly after. I got a wonderful serum, like I said, this very creamy moisturizer, um, and this also very just delectably creamy cleanser that just kind of feel like I. I think it's possible that I've been washing my face with just like harsh harshness. <laughs> for like many years because when I saw this cleanser I was like oh is this what it's supposed to feel like it's supposed to feel like a little bit of a delight on my face that's not what I've been doing so I don't know guys and here's the thing you don't have to take my word for it in a third-party double-blind dermatologist supervised controlled clinical study um, which is like the gold standard for research studies Pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives, which just sort of totally makes sense on a just logical level if you think about it. Just it makes common sense. Pros are so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% of your first subscription order at pros.com slash Fake the Nation, um, we'll be taken off. That's pros.com slash Fake the Nation. You get your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Uh, again, that's pros.com slash Fake the Nation. Go and get your just super personalized, luxurious skincare products and hair care products. That's what I'm going to try next. So pros.com slash Fake the Nation. And we are back, and in this next topic, John Hodgman and Akilah Hughes join to talk about a lady who had an affair with a dude for 15 years. The guy died unexpectedly, and now his ex doesn't want her at the funeral. What should all the parties be doing here? It's a conundrum. Check it out. All right, we are going to look at a... Uh, just an ethical dilemma we are joined by the host of the podcast judge john hodgman and he's got this wonderful substack called hodgman.substack.com pretty
1: pretty typical it
0: is is, what if i just said and his name is william knightley no it, (laughs) it is the wonderful john hodgman hey john hello And we have with us also the wonderful writer, the wonderful podcaster, the just incredible delight of a human being, Akila Hughes.
5: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Hi, John. Hi, Nikki. I would
1: give you a standing ovation, but. Uh, this microphone's in my way and this,
5: too this, much this couch it is, very,
1: it. is very yeah. napping. Nap it. Yeah, it, it, really it,
5: it would be too much. I didn't stand for you and I have all this space. I could have backed
0: up my chair. I wouldn't stand.
1: I would not stand for you standing for me because I don't deserve it. You do.
0: Well, let's actually get into an ethical question. You both just dealt with one. Uh oh. and there's another one that came to um Amy Dickinson. Shout out Amy Dickinson Hi, in the Washington Amy. Post. I love Amy. She's also a feller fellow weight wait waiter. As is John Hodgman. I forget sometimes. Not lately. Oh uh. oh <laughs> Shots fired at mm. NPR. Ooh, okay. Interesting.
1: Um
0: but so so this this uh Peter this Segal person can't wrote can't into hack Amy. The Hodge. <laughs> <laughs> Have back the Hodge. Um, So we read this piece and in this piece a woman had an affair with a merry man for 15 years. Mm. He then left his wife to be with her and then four years later he suddenly died and then she writes um, his siblings are handling the funeral and arrangements they've been very kind toward me in my time of loss however the ex-wife is not very fond of me and will be attending the services with her and Marshall's four grown children she has expressed that it's inappropriate to invite me or include me in any way because I'm a home wrecker and destroyed their marriage I understand her bitterness and anger toward me however I'm also mourning the loss of someone I deeply cared about I don't want to cause a strain on Marshall's family or children so I'm asking for your advice should I be respectful to to his ex-wife's wishes and not attend this service, or am I justified in attending
5: as well? Folks.
0: Mm. I mean, it's
5: a toughie, I, I think. I mean, they don't want you to be there. That doesn't mean that you can't be there. Um I, I also, again, I'm from the South, so I feel like drama and families have it at weddings and funerals. So like right. something's gonna go off. Someone's gonna try to get in the casket. Like just <laughs> show up. Like, what's the difference?
1: I don't think f- funeral services are invitation only affairs. Like, you Definitely show not. up or you don't.
5: Uh, totally. And like, I, okay. I mean, I have some experience with this. So, mm-hmm. like, my mother was sort of the other woman for my father. Turns out there were several other women. And like, I'm actually amazed that this person still wants to go because like, our feeling was like, we don't really care to go. But my brother did go and suss it out. And the like the original wife's kids did not care. They, they they It didn't become a big thing for them that my brother was there. Um, and also my brother made the point that like seemed like some random people that he had never met showed up. Like one person straight off a Taco Bell shift came in that outfit. So I just feel like it like to John's point, like funerals are just kind of like come as you are, come when you feel like it. Like if you knew this person, great. If you just stumbled into the wrong room and now you're at a funeral, fine. Like I just think, it's not the person's dead so like really what are they gonna do about it like they're gonna they're gonna ruin the funeral and keep you out I say go and don't even worry about
0: it yeah
1: it's not like the affair partner turned partner is gonna give a speech or something I hope
0: (laughs) Well, I mean that's a whole other set of But ethical... let me understand
1: let me understand this. This guy, Marshall.
0: Marshall, we're calling him Marshall.
1: The <laughs> only human who was named in this whole story <laughs> is the person who carried on Doesn't a fifteen year secret affair
0: yeah.
1: with the with this with the woman who's writing yeah. in. Yeah. And then finally divorced, I suppose. And then were they were together four years before he kicked it.
0: Yeah, so for 15 years, it was a secret. And then four years, it yeah. was open. And I just want to say, this, this guy, guy was a fucking nightmare for 15 years. The yeah. fuck bag of a lying monster was right. a piece of shit for yeah. 15 I years. I would say the
1: affair partner, like as far as I'm concerned, the affair partner is the only person who should be going to this jerk
0: season. I, <laughs> I want to say to the, to, stand by original, to the original wife, the O.W., I want yeah. to say... Your husband was a fucking nightmare. He's the enemy. She's potentially your ally. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah.
5: Watch Succession. You know, like uh, all I know the no spoilers, but what, but there's I mean but there's listen, a fantastic scene yet. No, spoiler <laughs> as fuck. If you haven't seen it yet, that's a choice. We've been on strike and there's no new shows like yeah. you had all summer to get caught up. So,
0: but there's I a phenomenal like... scene. Describe that scene, Akilah. It's fen- yeah. fantastic. And so, then plug your ears if you don't want to hear this.
5: Right. Yeah. If you don't want to hear this, it's la, la, la time. It's like skip ahead 15 seconds in the podcast. Yeah, I'm not. But yeah. I mean, Logan Roy kicks it. And his wife and then all of his mistresses sit together on Widow's. On Widow's, <laughs> on Widow's, Widow's Road. lane. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They got to sit together. And, and, they, and they like hold like,
0: hands. I mean, it's kind of lovely. And the most yeah. recent, the other mistresses are sort of like over it. They're not like that emotional. Yeah. They're like, yeah, he's dead, whatever. But the mm-hmm. most current mistress is like a total wreck. And they're like, oh, it's so cute that she's moved.
5: Yeah, like she didn't and she, have to yeah. live with him long enough.
0: <laughs> she shows see, up with her lawyer. That's right. She sh- right, right. She didn't have to live with him as long. Death she,
1: death yeah. is when the truth can be told about someone. And right. I would say, look, Marshall was a was human garbage.
0: Yeah. I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of
1: the one writing this letter. Not a, I mean, she she conducted an effect, She is a homeless. She is also
5: not great, yes.
1: I'm not a huge fan I mean, of the she wife.
5: No, she, she wasn't married to him. She wasn't married to him. I don't no, think it's her fault.
1: Like, look, she did, I'm sure I'm she sure did. there's I'm sure there's nuance throughout this story. <laughs> But I'm saying if I'm like the the the, the wife, uh, the official wife, the OW, <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: OW dub trying to pretend that this was a perfect marriage by keeping the right. affair partner right, out right. is also fooling themselves, the adult children. Mm-hmm. It's just like just let it be as Akilah said, just let it be as messy as it is as it was. There's yeah. no reason to continue this re- the reputation is what it is and if she needs to go, she needs to go.
0: In my in my 20s when i was um just an exceptionally delightful slutbag <laughs> i <laughs> i dated a lot of people. i know you've David- already
1: written a book but that's you've got to do a follow up <laughs> an exceptionally delightful slutbag i would like bag.
0: that to be writ on my tombstone <laughs> you're all invited to the funeral yeah
1: no matter right um, Thank you so much <laughs> uh,
0: but uh but i um I, I dated a lot of guys and and I was not exclusive with a lot of these I mean, I was not exclusive with these people, whatever, so I wasn't like cheating, but I dated a lot of people like sort of simultaneously and then I would do this fun thing where I would invite them all to the same party. And <sighs> um and I just I was this I'm not saying this was my morally best time, but like I was titillated by the idea that they would like chat or like have some kind of conversation wow. with each other and it was always nothing crazy ever happened it was all completely fine um but i did do this on a few on let's say two to three occasions
5: uh and i just want to say (laughs) (laughs) nothing gives me hives quicker than thinking that my like exes or people that i've touched will ever meet (laughs) like i but don't you but but isn't
0: it like W- w- aren't you curious like what kind of conversation would they have like no. would they, i don't <laughs> oh i was so My life i was is so fascinated with this question like... but i mean everything was fine because i was no one was like i wasn't you know exclusive with Did anybody they know? it was fine were no, I don't think they. Or... I don't think they specifically knew. No, I I wasn't like going around mm. being like, let me give you this. <laughs> so that
5: so you live your life like a reality show, so you don't have to watch them. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah, not I creating just reality that scenarios.
1: How thoroughly I wasted my twenties, <laughs> just going to literary readings. Oh
0: God, Hodgman, go, what?
1: Going to see getting drunk and seeing Hellboy. Like, why didn't I do anything interesting <laughs> and maliciously shit-stirring like that? Yeah. I mean, no drama whatsoever. But I mean, whatsoever. part of it,
0: so my point to this woman is, if you're the OW, original wife, um, I would see, be like, yes, bring the, mi- I just want to see what happens to the entire audience if the mistress is here. It, it's just fun, it's just interesting.
1: And also, if, yeah. she, if they're divorced... She doesn't run the show. She's probably not right. the executor of this estate.
0: No, probably not. But I do want to say the 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 four the whatever however many grown children that seem to probably run the show. I would say their feelings are the
3: ones that matter
0: the most here are the children. I
5: don't know. I mean, I think the reality is like for most of their life, they didn't know the truth about their dad. So like the idea that like now they're gonna be able to like create an environment where he is celebrated in a way that was not reflective of his life. is just like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't buy it. I feel like I just think that people people have free will. He had free will. He chose that other woman over yeah. the family. <laughs> so if she wants to come, like, I mean, or like, okay, then let daddy's remains go to another location for a separate funeral. <laughs> and also, oh, what yeah. if she's not the only mistress? Ha- listen, these people don't typically oh, just cheat true. once. Let them all come. And do what the if- Mari of it all. Like, we're bringing out Susan. <laughs> Susan, come meet the kids. <laughs> like, I think you do the whole show there <laughs> and get it out of the way. You don't ever have to do it again.
1: Let like, the- he's dying yeah. once. Let the truth out. There's nothing to protect anymore. And what a great opportunity to wear a really dramatic black dress and yes. like a hat and stand mysteriously yes. by a tree. Yeah. This is oh, when, yeah. this
0: is what, this era. is like you, you get your new haircut, you get right. your facial, you yeah. show up to the funeral being extra hot. Yeah. And, right. And then, because the, that's remind what funerals the kids. are for, they're to, 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 to spite others.
5: Mm hmm they're a social event and I think that you know social events need stories after if the story is just well dad died and we were all here that's not good enough let's just like really hash it out
1: I don't think she should go unless her plan is to seduce one or more of those grown children by the end of the (laughs) day oh my god I would love it At least one of his siblings. Out, siblings we'll his siblings, Marshall's him. siblings. I hate the fact that he's the only human who has a name in this Well,
0: story. I mean, it's quote Marshall. Like, she gave him a, a fake
5: name. Still. I mean, but it's not passing the Bechdel everyone
0: test. Everyone else
1: is wife <laughs> and affair partner. Yeah.
5: <laughs> but Marshall's a Nameless siblings, lady talking specifically about dead <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: Marshall's That's siblings fun. are 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 supporting a fair partner, AP, <laughs> in coming. So one of them definitely wants to get it. Obviously. Oh
0: right, so she should go oh, for yeah. Marshall's brother or something. Is that I don't right? know who the it's siblings hot, are. It's just not
1: a lot. Everything's defined. Everything in this family is defined in but association Marshall. with Marshall. Yeah, 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 yeah. And here's yeah. what I want to tell this family. Marshall's dead. He's dirt. There's no <laughs> yeah. afterlife. Everything that you... St- define yourself against who you are and not who this creep was. Uh, hu- loving over.
0: husband, loving father, cheater of 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> we come here <laughs> to remember Marshall. Uh, Alright, folks. I'm so curious to know, what do you think uh, should happen in this particular situation? Uh, it's uh, It's a juicy one. I'll
1: tell you what's not juicy. Marshall's Decayed corpse. <laughs> just bones, it's, dust. But I mean, Let him go.
0: Exactly. Like he in Marshall's defense, yes. I don't think anyone's corpse is particularly juicy. You know what I mean? With I'm formaldehyde, if you go that way, you get
1: a little juice that way.
5: Yeah.
0: yeah. Do a little, uh, you know, uh, butter basting or whatever oh. every couple of hours. um
1: You've obviously read my will. <laughs> 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 keep me moist keep me moist for the ceremony
0: <laughs> oh everyone wants that yeah Um, folks let me know what you think a do you want to be kept moist for your funeral no. that's my first question um, my second question is how many not are your mes- my ex-mistresses coming how many will be coming to your funeral please let us know at mm-hmm. Fake the Nation podcast at gmail.com Well, folks, I would love for the people of uh, Fake the Nation to be able to follow you and all the wonderful things that that you do. Um, Where do you want to send these people, John Hodgman?
1: Well, every week, uh, Jesse Thorne and I record and release, not just record, but release a podcast called Judge John Hodgman. And we're going on tour. In fact, as you listen to this, we might be on tour, is our Van Freaks Roadshow tour. Talked about it already on the podcast, vanfreaksroadshow.com. That's vanfreaksroadshow.com for tickets and details. And I also have a substack now, which is hodgman.substack.com. It's called Secret Society. And it's an extrapolation of an old live show that I used to do called Secret Society. And what happens in Secret Society? Well, there is no Secret Society that I know of. (laughs) Go to hodgman.substack.com and find out. But I want to know what Akila is up to. Uh,
0: Akila, where do the people of Fake the Nation find you?
5: I should start a sub You all are inspired me. But uh, so far, I'm hanging out on Instagram at Akilah H, A-K-I-L-A-H-H. A-K-I-L-A-H-H. And uh, whatever Twitter is, I'm sure it'll be a husk by the time you <laughs> and check it out. But uh, it was Aquila, obviously, over there. Who knows? Um, <laughs> who knows what they're going to be doing in five minutes? Uh, but yeah, mostly just on Instagram, my stories are my new tweets. So.
0: Check it out. I am a
1: follower, and I enjoyed very much a follow. Endorse.
0: I am also a follower, and I've always enjoyed Akila. Thank and also, you. just make sure you follow so that you can see whatever other amazing next projects she's doing that you can then um, listen to or watch. Yeah, that is the end of the show. I want to thank everyone who makes this show a possibility. First and foremost, our wonderful producer Andrew McGuire. Thanks to everyone at HeadGum, and thanks to Gaby Alter for writing our theme music. You can reach us at Fake the Nation Podcast at gmail.com you can support us at patreon.com slash nagin Farsad and otherwise, I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful holiday weekend and we will be back in your earballs next week That was a hit podcast.